Welcome to the Terry and Jesse Show. TJ stands for Truth and Justice or Totally Jesus, whatever. <laughs> Take your pick. This is the Holy Hour of Power. We promise you uh, informational, entertaining, um, high full contact Catholicism, and I'm reporting for duty. Terry, what about you? I'm reporting for duty too, Jess, and I'm a happy camper to be here in this chair sharing the gospel of Jesus Christ and his bride, the church. I couldn't see myself doing anything else for my life. <laughs> Jess, you and me both, dude. Listen, and you know, Jess, just this morning, I was sharing a little before the show, two good calls. One call from a, a gentleman who's a uh, convert to the Catholic faith. He left the Catholic faith to become a uh, a traditionalist to a point where a set of a contest. And this morning he came to Mass, went to confession. He's back in the church. And uh, it's just so great to see people come back because I understand why people want to leave, but there's nowhere to go, Jess. There's nowhere to go. And then, of course, right. I get another gentleman this morning before the show who has been, you know, he says that our show has been very helpful for his alcoholism and his same-sex attraction. He's been able to uh, mm. stay away from pornography for eight months and not Praise and and he attributes a lot of it to virgin most powerful radio so I, I you know i get so busy talking to these people who are telling me their story of coming back i just go does it get any better jess no it doesn't terry uh, that's all that matters their souls the the, the 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 most important thing at when we get to heaven yeah please god what are we going to show Jesus? Are we going to show him our bank account? Are we going to show him, you know, the deeds to all these houses that we own, buildings, property, cars? Or are we going to have a net, literally a fisher's net full of souls Amen. that were living sinful lives? And we intervened with the power of Jesus's gospel and they ended up being followers of Christ and living and dying in a state of grace. The only thing, Terry, that we're going to present to Christ is the net full of souls that we caught for the kingdom. And in that regard, Terry, I'll tell you, tell me. you know, somebody who's not perfect, but I'll tell you, talk about ending your life strong. Donald Trump grew up a Presbyterian, you know, grew up kind of a secular guy, you know, yeah. falling away Presbyterian. I'll tell you one thing, Terry. The last 10 years of his life, <laughs> this man has atoned for a lot of his sins of, of secular humanism and lukewarmness because just what the Supreme Court justices that he gave us and what they did, oh, yeah. that's going to bid well for him, Terry, on this particular judgment. When he stands there and his, his soul stands there, you're going to have millions of babies saying, God, have mercy on him. Exactly. <laughs> Think about it. Oh, I agree, Jesse. And he's the same guy now. When they said you, uh, you, you know, you were an instrumental in helping Roe versus Wade with your picks of the Supreme Court. He says, no, no, no. It was the people's prayers. And I thought, yeah. how can a guy say that? And he's like, what? I mean, ten years before that, you would have said no way. But you see, this is why Our Lady says this. And she says, souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. I believe, and I don't care, and even the, the present president, Biden, he can be converted through our prayers yeah. and sacrifices. Yeah. Wouldn't that be an awesome thing to see? Yeah. Now, I'll tell you around? What, now, here's my take, Terry. Hit me. I, I, I seem to, when somebody's not Catholic yeah. and people are praying for him, it seems to me it's easier for them to open their heart to Christ. Then for a fallen away Catholic, there's a reason when, when for a, that. When a fallen away yep. Catholic hardens his heart, Terry, yep. against the gospel, yep. 
Man, it is hard, Terry, to get for this guy to get the grace and, of conversion. And can I say there's a reason? And correct Why? me, Jesse. This is my because yeah. I thought about this. I really yeah. think the reason former Catholics have more of a difficulty in coming back to the faith and uh, in, in you know really living a Christ-centered life than some pagan who comes into the faith. I believe it's a spiritual uh, spiritual warfare issue. I think Satan wants more a yeah, baptized person not to be. Uh, you know, living in union than somebody who's not already baptized. Am I onto something, Jess? Yeah, Terry, without a doubt, because the devil knows that the Catholic has the indelible mark of the sacraments in his soul. That's right. That and for for him, yeah. that's a bigger fish to catch. That's how I see it. And, and so, yeah, there's something. You're right. There, there's like a hardening of the heart. Yes. With with falling away Catholics again. Joseph Stalin falling away Catholic. Adolf Hitler falling away Catholic. Tito. Darko Caius falling away Catholic. Tito. Fidel Castro. Yep. Man, Terry, when they're falling away Catholics and they oh, harden yeah. their heart against. And you know what the Bible says? Tell me. God looks at a person that hardens their heart, and at a given point in time, God says, "All right, you want to harden your heart? Let me help you." Yeah, yeah. Well, that's said. in the Bible. Yeah, God, God told Pharaoh, "Okay, Pharaoh, these miracles don't convince you that I'm God. Okay, you want to harden your heart against me? Against me? Guess let me help you, Terry. This is why I think that people like Biden and Pelosi. I'm telling you, the, you start playing with your Catholic faith, playing with God. Yeah, and you harden your heart against God. God will say, "Hey, let me help you make it a little harder." Yeah. And Jesse, I'm going to hold myself more accountable. I know we're going into this segment, but this is important to say. Yeah. And this is this. You and I both have a moral obligation to teach the teachings of Christ and his church, right? If we don't do this, it would be a sin of omission on me and for you. That's how I see it. Now, I quote Ezekiel 3.18 says, mm-hmm. If I say to the wicked, you shall surely die, and you do not warn them to speak out to dissuade the wicked— from their evil conduct in order to save their lives, then they shall die for their sin, but I will hold you responsible for their blood. Now, Jesse, more responsibility, more accountability. For that you should and be I, the, that should be the verse that defines this show, Ezekiel three eighteen. I'm telling you, we should quote it every day. All right. That that's the verse that defines what we do every day. Some people criticize us. All you have to look at is Ezekiel 3.18, and you'll see why we do what we do every day behind these mics. Wow. Let's get to uh, this. I'll tease everybody before we get to the gospel. Today, we're going to be talking about, I, I can't believe I'm saying this, Jesse. Roe is gone. Which higher law will America follow? Great article on that. Also, we've got our friends from Church Militant coming on about the different topics for the news for this afternoon with them. Yeah, uh, also, we, we got a, a short little letter from Father Pavone. I, I sent oh, I forgot. You, yeah, that's great. In your, it's in your email. Yeah, it is. I forgot about that. Yeah, uh, yeah he, it just, he just gives his, his analysis, uh, an update on Roe versus Wade by Father Pavone. It's about two paragraphs. It's, we got to read sharing that. as well. Yeah, we do. But before we do any of that, let's get some uh, good news of the gospel. Soul food. Soul food. You got it. Uh, <clears throat> gospel of St. Matthew, chapter 11 and following. At that time... Speak, Lord, your servants are listening. At that time, Jesus exclaimed, I give praise to you, Father, Lord of heaven and earth. For although you have hidden these things from the wise and the learned, you have revealed them to the childlike. Yes, Father, such has been your gracious will. All things have been handed over to me by my Father. No one knows the Son except the Father, And no one knows the Father except the Son, 
and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal him the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ. Three verses jump out at me. Number one, yep. God reveals his gospel to the childlike, mm. not to the person that's uh, the valedictorian in college and high school, 4.0, you know, the, the person that's got a high IQ. No, to the childlike. Second verse that jumps out at me. No one knows the Son except the Father, and no one knows the Father except the Son, and anyone to whom the Son wishes to reveal Him. In other words, the goal is to get back home to God the Father. Jesus reveals the Father to us. Now, I know this is not a popular thing to say in our ecumenical world, but Islam hasn't... the, the God the Father has not been revealed to Islam. They reject Allah as Father. They completely reject that. And they reject Jesus as Son. And so when those people say, oh yeah, you know, Muslims, you know, leave them alone. You don't have to evangelize them. You know, they're, they're fine where they're at. No, they're not. Because Muslims don't know God as Father. And Muslims don't know that God the Father has a Son. And this is critical. This is a critical revelation so that we can know the truth because it's only the truth that sets us free, Terry. Well said. Let's bring the smartest guy into the room. Full Sheena ahead. And if you want to get to our YouTube channel, it's called a new new channel, Full Sheena Head YouTube. Check us out. This is very appropriate for our culture right now, Jess. Bishop Sheen says it's a characteristic of any decaying civilization like ours that the great masses of people are unaware of the tragedy. And I will only say this, Jesse, let's be honest right now. We worship our health. So anything that's going to take us like, hey, wear that mask, get that vaccination shot, get this. The, the, we don't realize that this is all about control. And what's happening is as our civilization is decaying, most people are not even aware of it. And I think he's nailing it for us today. That's my take. Amen. Terry, a uh, yeah, great comment. By the way, a uh, uh, couple things I want to mention. Kids still suffering from lockdowns. The New York Times is reporting that American school children still suffer from severe damage oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. caused by the harmful lockdowns, which politicians impose starting in 2020. Kids have the highest level of anxiety ever in the wow. history of, of the United States. And in a time survey of school counselors, 94% reported high levels of anxiety, of anxiety and depression among students across the country. How about this one? A New York Times article, uh, New York Times Siena College poll found that 64% of Democratic voters do not want Biden to run for re-election in 2024. Only 26% of Democrats want Biden to run again. The numbers are even worse among independent voters. More than two-thirds, 70% of independent voters disapprove of Biden's job performance. We call that buyer's remorse, brother. Yeah. All right, when we come back, we're going to chat. We got much to do, Father Frank Favone, and all about the pro-life movement. Stay with us, family. You're listening to the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. We're back to Terry and Jesse's show. Here's the good news item as it relates to an update on Roe versus Wade. Yeah. 
Uh, it's by Father Frank Pavone, but before that, I just want to mention an, an Archbishop, William Laurie, made a good statement. Got to give him credit when they do uh, make good statements. Oh, yeah. Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore warned that Joe Biden is on a, quote, path that leads to death and destruction, close quote. That's strong. I'm glad he did it. Wow. That's beautiful. After the president condemned the overthrow of Roe versus Wade and promised to protect abortion throughout the country. Can I uh, jump in, Jess? Yes, he must that's re- this is a powerful he, statement. Yeah, he must really love Joe Biden because someone who doesn't say that to wow. him doesn't love him for his salvation of soul. Remember, remember what Sheen said, if souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls are saved, not saved, nothing is saved. So what he showed me, unlike some high officials in the church about Biden, that they really truly love him to tell him the truth that he's he's going into destruction with this teaching of killing unborn babies. God love him. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, And here's also what Archbishop William Laurie of Baltimore said. He said, quote, it is deeply disturbing and tragic that President Biden is choosing to use his power as president of the United States to promote and facilitate abortion in our country, seeking every possible avenue to deny unborn children their most basic human and civil right. The right to life, close quote. Well, I, I, my hat's off to him, Terry. Oh, I, got, I got a newfound respect for him. Yep. That was a very powerful statement. Now, Father Pavone, he gives an analysis of uh, an update on Roe. He's always a bundle of information. Oh, yeah, he's great. He says, our analysis, he's talking about priests for life, and educational efforts, Ray, the Dobbs decision continues he says, if you want talking points or videos or articles, go to SupremeCourtVictory.com. So that's another website that he put up. SupremeCourtVictory.com. That's put up, put up by Father Frank Pavone through Priest for Life. He says, but uh, he's, I, I want to share with you the trap that pro boards are now trying to get the state courts to fall into and what we need to know about how to answer based on what Dobbs says. So let me also briefly share with you three things before you delve into the article. First, the rally speech President Trump gave in Alaska this past Saturday evening was great. I watched it, by the way. I did too. Please be (laughs) sure to watch it. We we, we watched it already. He mentioned the overturn of Roe right at the beginning of his speech. Remember he had said in 2016 that if we were were elected, his Supreme Court appointments would automatically lead to the reversal of Roe. Now we have him to thank for this victory. Second, Father Pavone says, this is a great time to be educating people on what abortion actually is. For decades, we at Priests for Life have been providing resources to expose abortion, as you can see at exposeabortion.com and and also abortiontestimonies.com. Third, there's nothing Biden can do to save Roe, though he's trying to make his desperate and deluded Democrats across the country think he can. He says there is nothing he can do about it. Then he goes into his analysis. Terry, do you have it in front of you? No, I do not. Go ahead, Jess. Okay. Father Provone writes, in the aftermath of the revolt of the reversal of Roe versus Wade, all the arguments about the pros and cons of legal abortion are understandably being played out in the media, on social media, and in the legislatures and courts. We all have a pretty good idea of what those arguments are. Yep. But as the Dobbs majority wrote, quote, both sides make important policy arguments, 
but supporters of Rowan Casey must show that this court has the authority to weigh those arguments and decide how abortion may be regulated in the states. They have failed to make that showing, and we thus return the power to weigh those arguments to the people and their elected representatives, close quote. Amen. The Dobbs decision shows a certain humility of the Supreme Court. The decision says, in other words, you know, who are we, quote, who are we, nine unelected justices, to settle the policy arguments on an issue of deep concern to hundreds of millions of Americans? We, as a people, have settled difficult questions before through our democratic process of debate, elections, and lawmaking, and we can do it again, close quote. Mm -hmm. And this lesson is an important one, Father Pavone says. For 50 years, Americans have been unable to change Roe and Casey's national policy that abortion is a constitutional right rooted in the liberty provision of the 14th Amendment. But the Dobbs majority pointed out that we must guard against the natural human tendency to confuse what that amendment protects with our own ardent views about the liberty that Americans should enjoy. So, how do we guard against that tendency? Father Pavone says, just look at history. Consistent with what the court said in 1997, Glucksburg decision that failed to find a right to assisted suicide in the Constitution's concept of liberty, the Dobbs court said we must be guided by the history and tradition that map the essential components of our nation's concept of ordered liberty. Taking this approach and analyzing the history of American laws, constitutional provisions, court decisions and scholarship, the Supreme Court found that the right to abortion does not appear until the time of Roe versus Wade. Yep, that's a fact. And that until then... The court had not used the concept of privacy or liberty as a justification for purposely ending another life. Indeed, that is what makes abortion inherently different from other actions defended under privacy, liberty, and autonomy, as the Supreme Court acknowledged in Roe versus Wade. Terry, you got a couple of comments? You know, all I can say is very articulate. Very, oh, yeah. He, he, and you know what, Jesse? He writes like a lawyer, Terry. Yeah, he is. And you know what, Jesse? I read this statistic. 68% of Americans think that this decision from the Supreme Court stops all abortions. Because, you see, that's what the bad guys want you to keep believe. Keep saying on television. They keep saying it, repeating it. And people are... But yeah. what Father Frank Pavone has done, and go to priestforlife.org to support those guys. They're great men. Shh. Uh, but the point of it is, is he's making it very clear what this actually means. It's going back to the states. And I think that in my take on it, Jess, read a bit more. I didn't read all of it because I don't have it in front of me. But I, I believe that this is really uh, a step of moving the football towards a foot uh, for, to, towards the, the goal of a touchdown. But it's a first down. We're moving. Yeah, in the it's right in direction. the right direction. Exactly. Because it, let people slug it out state to state. Exactly. And, and, and because, Terry. Just like evangelism yep. and just like politics, mm-hmm. everything is local. That's right. It's one at the local level. Yep. The principle of subsidiarity. Protestants are starting to learn that. Oh, yeah. I, I, I watched a conference this weekend of them on, on YouTube. Mm-hmm. 
and they're using a lot of Catholic terms. You could tell that they've been reading Catholic documents. And so they're learning that we got to take over the school boards. We got to take over city council. We got to take over, uh, you know, insignificant jobs that people thought were insignificant. The dog catcher. Uh, I mean, you know, the, 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 the state legislatures, the Democrats have been doing the principle of subsidiarity, Terry, for decades. Oh, yeah. And and we're we've been late to the game. We just kind of sit back at home and just thinking that everybody everything's going to be patriotic and yep. you know you know apple pie and the American flag. No, we so now I'm seeing patriots, conservatives, and people of faith. I know in my area, all over the country, people that I never thought Terry would yeah. get involved are running for offices. That's great. That's what we need. And, and, and these are just normal yeah. Joe six pack. Common sense people that are saying, you know what? I'm getting off my couch. I've just been watching, uh, you know, ESPN reruns for. I'm retired. I'm been watching ESPN reruns for five years here on my couch. I got a bunch of grandkids. I'm going to run for the school board, and I'm going to win because I'm not going to let them teach this to my kids. Exactly. I'm seeing people all over the country doing that, Terry. And, and so, so it's what's happened is because of this pushback of the left. It's bringing out the best in people of faith. Well, I call it a sleeping giant. And it's the people who just go to work every day, do their duty. They love their children, love their wives, and they do their duty. And then now they're seeing, like you just said, the society is collapsing in front of us. What are we going to do? Sit back and do nothing? No. So this is really great news because the effects of this from years from now will be really important for the success of uh, evangelization and also, uh, you know, the success of this country that we live in. Because if people implement their faith, the country benefits. Absolutely, Terry. Let, let me just mention in two minutes one more article that jumped out at me. I sure. I, I saw it yesterday. Yeah, a Catholic news agency. I think uh, that's an affiliate uh, that's owned by EWTN. That is. Yeah, they put out an article. It was pretty interesting. It says defendant claims Pope Francis knew. It says, as the Vatican's historic trial revolving around a London property deal and allegations of corruption continues, the question of what Pope Francis himself knew has been raised in a court by a defendant, Mm -hmm. reports the Catholic News Agency. Fabrizio Tirabisa, a a former official of the Secretary of State, said Pope Francis had authorized the Secretariat yep. to ask for a loan. I, I didn't know this. I did. From the I read Institute that. of Works of Religion, commonly referred to as the Vatican Bank. No surprise. I, I assume that he did. Because why wouldn't he? It's such a big deal. Go ahead, Jess. Well, t- t- just, but the thing is, I believe, he did, didn't he deny it when he was asked? Uh, yes. He, matter of fact, he said, I don't know any all the details or something like it. Some of the ambiguous. It wasn't a real clear answer. A surprise. And, and now, you, now you have a former official of the Secretary of the State this guy's here testifying. He yep. says, "I know he absolutely knew. He authorized yep. it." That's that's Terry. One of the things that we have to, you know, as we're older guys, obviously, if you want to lose your credibility with people, yeah, start lying. Oh yeah. You know, I don't care if you're a president, a bishop, the CEO of a Fortune 500 company, a boss of a small company. You know, you yeah. own a restaurant. Whatever you do. One of the things that will destroy your credibility amongst those around you, especially those that, you know, that, that, that uh, look up to you, is start lying. Yeah. You know what my and, mother said, Jess? Uh, just tell the truth because you don't have to remember anything. 
They, they, Terry, my mom told me the same thing, but in Spanish. Okay. She said, you know what? It's just simple because you can always re repeat that when you're asked a thousand times. Yeah, this is what But happened. when you lie, and it's funny. I saw that in police work, Terry. Really? That's what we do. You you ask the person when you arrest them, okay, yeah. what happened? Then you take them to the station. <laughs> hey, hey, what happened? And then you book them in, give them his jail clothes, what happened? And you get different stories. That is hilarious. I didn't know that. Yeah. Well, Terry, we're next. We're going to be talking about oh, uh, yeah. the next topic is going to be called Roe is, is Gone. Yep. yep. Which higher law will you follow? It's by John Horvat. He always got some oh, he, good analysis on, on the issues of the day. Absolutely. And I want to thank all those who are helping us in our slump this summer. If you want to make a donation, go to vmpr.org or call us at 877-526-2151. We come back. Yeah, Jesse said it. And it's actually a fact. Roe is gone. I love that. It just sounds good. Roe is gone. Which, And then which higher law will America follow? And much more here on the Terry and Jesse Show on Virgin Most Powerful. Stay with us, family. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Well, now that Roe is gone, yeah. which higher law is America going to follow? That's the question. Dr. John Horvath, a fellow, tra fellow traveler, put together an interesting article. He says, Roe versus Wade is dead, and the next phase of the debate begins. From the moral perspective, the Dobbs decision decided nothing. From a constitutional perspective, it did determine three cru crucial things. First, abortion is not found in any nook, cranny, or penumbra of the American Constitution. Secondly, the drafters of the Constitution did not have the right, did not have the original intent to enshrine abortion into the law of the land. Third, finally, there is no constitutional right to procured abortion. So he just, Terry, just outlines yeah, that's quickly the, the yeah. three facts yeah. that, ha that this is why this thing was overturned. Right. The Supreme Court ruling also had immense symbolic importance. While it did not ban abortion, it did encourage pro-lifers everywhere who have wait awaited this day. It devastated the morale of pro-abortionists worldwide. That's why you've got witches and Satanists right now in front of... Uh, and, you know, confronting pro-lifers right now, doing curses and hexes. Uh, what we're seeing right now with the activity of witches and Satanists is something we've never seen this type of evil before. Even people that are regularly go out and pray, they're saying you're seeing some of the most bizarre people on the other side mm. of uh, of the pro-abortion issue. I mean, people naked, protesting against you. People wearing all black with a with a, with a pointy hat like a witch yep uh speaking in different languages uh, you know s trying to sprinkle dust or water on, on the pro-lifers yeah this is all out spiritual warfare here terry after continue jess because he's nailing it Go ahead. judging whether something is right or wrong is not a matter of opinion or whim if it were only a matter of what one thinks then all the opinions would would have equal weight yep moreover Opinions change with time unless bolstered by something greater. 
Opinions cannot determine moral standards since they have no force beyond that of the individual. Exactly. When a rabid pro-abortion man, for example, declares the Dobbs decision to be wrong or illegitimate, he's making a judgment based upon some standard beyond his misguided opinion. He assumes he has some universal standing that overrides the consideration of a woman, for example, who declares abortion to be the immoral taking of innocent life. She also assumes some criteria by which she can make this correct determination that transcends herself. So the next big debate about abortion, it must be about the moral standard by which Americans must judge procured abortion. Well said. And Jesse, I just might jump in here because the advantage of the Dobbs ruling is that it resolved the constitutional dilemma by determining that abortion is not found in the law of the land. However, the court refused to consider abortion moral aspects. Neither side accepts compromise. The moral implications of the uh, procedure abortion can only be decided by a higher court. Higher law, higher law. Higher law. Like it or not, everyone follows a higher law in the sense of a set of rules above one's own opinion. Order in society is impossible. Yeah, you're not kidding. Without some framework that allows people to cooperate and make moral decisions that favor, guess what, the common good. Now, two higher laws must be considered. Neither law is formally the law of the land. However... The two laws serve a set of criteria upon which most Americans vaguely base their opinions. So the core of the coming debate in which of these two higher laws will prevail, it is a decision that will determine more than just abortion issues, but the direction America will take in the future. Jess. Yeah, Terry, that's the battle that we're you, fighting. You got it. Just, just Again, it's, it's, it's to try to regain yeah. the moral the moral high ground exactly. for America because, okay, the Supreme Court gave us a victory for people of life and patriots and people of faith, but still, Terry, we live in a very immoral society. Yep. We're, we're still feeling the effects from the 60s yep. and all the filth that came in, and it's embedded in our society, in the movies, in the music, right. uh, on video games. This is the fight that he says that we have to win now because... It, the left has basically infected everything they've touched. Now, John Horvath says, the first law of the autonomous individual striving for an absolute license, in other words, describing the liberal. Yeah. It dominates society today. So yeah, the average guy is just a liberal. That's, that's what he's saying here. That, yep. and, and they, in other words, I'm going to do what I feel like doing. Yep. Whatever feels good, do it. And why do they do it? He says here, based on enlightenment thought. Yeah, 200 years ago, the French enlightenment liberals. Yep. Yeah. Enlightenment thought. This law declares that the highest law is the individual self-interest, freedom, and gratification. Wrong. It is the source of all morality. No, see, that's where the the church, God is through the church and his word. That's where morality comes from. Yeah. John Horvath says, as long as individuals do not impede the self-interest of another, each individual is free to gauge in the pursuit of infinite possibilities, completely free to construct an eternally new self. Thus, the individual, talking about the liberal, 
is the ultimate judge of what is right and wrong. And Jess, let me jump in and continue. Basically, we're worshiping self. That's why, Terry, there's an old handbook called Liberalism is a Sin. Very yeah. well documented. Hand I mean, books. Yeah. yeah, Terry, this is exactly the problem with society. Yep. It is liberals are unhinged from reality. They're unhinged from God. That's right. Unhinged from God's word. Yep. Unhinged from the church. Unhinged from prayer. And this is why for them... They're lawless. You don't believe me? Antifa, Black Lives Matter, Occupy Wall Street, DC Shutdown, Jane's Revenge, uh, you know, uh, Ruth sent us. All of these people are leftists, college educated leftists that are unhinged from God. And you know what? Anybody says that a leftist is not violent, right? Yeah, that's why police stations have been attacked. That's why churches have been attacked. Pregnancy crisis centers have been attacked. People say leftists aren't violent. Are you kidding me? What have you been smoking? <laughs> just continue on this, yeah. please. <laughs> Hor- Horvath, I-, I just lost it right now. I know you did. I use that yeah. line all the time. <laughs> yeah. Go ahead. I borrowed it from you. <laughs> Ironically, this higher... And by the way... Yeah, by- I wrote a book on marijuana. That's what I was just going to say, Jess. Get <laughs> What's the marijuana. What's marijuana? I, I got to update it because I got some more data yeah, on it. Yeah, I bet so. you do. Okay. Ironically, this higher law was well described in the abortion debate in the U.S. Supreme Court decision Planned Parenthood, Planned Parenthood of Southeastern Pennsylvania versus Casey. Justice Kennedy, a leftist, declared the following. Look at how nutty this is. And this is a Catholic justice. This goes to show you when a Catholic is a liberal, they're unhinged from reality. Look what Justice Kennedy said for the Casey decision. Quote, at the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. See, Terry? That stupid statement of course. by a U.S. Supreme Court justice is what gives people the license to say, I self-identify yeah. as a woman. Yeah, I'm six I foot self- five. I'm I self-identify five. as a man. Give me a break. Uh, uh, I'm, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm self-identifying as a trans species. Oh, my gosh. It's because a Supreme Court justice said... Hey, the heart of American liberty is you could define your own concept of existence, which means of what you are. This is why Terry Trump did us such a big favor. Oh, yeah. At least for our lifetime, yeah. we're going to have three young justices that are going to be tracking on the right direction. Horvat writes, the problem with this higher law is that it accepts no boundaries or limits. As society decays. And it is. And it, yeah, it is. Individual passions explode, and respect for the self-interest of others is lost. Soon, any obstacle to self-gratification must be eliminated, yep. even if it is an unborn child. Anybody who rejects a pronoun designation or self-identification must be persecuted by the state as violating his this higher law. The rule of this higher law can quickly become a tyrant of disordered passions that override all the other considerations. It ultimately leads to self-destruction, irrational behavior, and nihilism. Well said. Oh, yeah. Me, myself, and I, the unholy trinity. That's what they're doing. Terry, and, 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 and here's what we're fighting in America right now. There's two teams. I'll give you a, it's simple, Jess. You, a secular yeah. term, then I'll give you a biblical term. Yeah. yeah. We're fighting Well, jump up, culture of life versus culture of death. Yep. We're fighting the Great Reset New World Order yep. versus... The Great Awakening, 
Christians, Catholics and Protestants and people of goodwill are awakening and fighting back. So it's the great reset, New World Order, versus the great uh, Christian awakening. Yeah. And the third th- team we're fighting, I'll just go right to the Bible. Yeah. That's, my, that's my strong suit, First John 3.10. Yep. You got two teams, John the Apostle writes, sons of God and sons of Satan. I call there it, it team, is. I, I, team I, I define Go ahead. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> John Horvat, I'm gonna, he says the coming battle, the last paragraph, American society is thus left with a legal system that refuses to define itself morally. That's our problem. Oh, you nailed the, it. Yeah. The breakdown of society demands that moral decisions be made with urgency. But the left will say, you can't say that you're judging me. That's their default position. Yep. And we have to back off and say, no, we're not judging you. We're judging behavior. Exactly. Behavior must be judged. The next phase of the abortion fight must address the higher law battle. It will occur above all in the culture before being reflected in the legal realm. It must consist of rejecting the disastrous effects of the sexual revolution. That's exactly what I said right in the beginning. It calls for the repudiating, the autonomous, license-seeking individual vision of society devastating the culture and destroying law. The Dobbs decision proved that Americans desire moral certainty and are willing to fight for it. They see the calamitous results of individual license-seeking autonomy and the death of thousands of unborn babies. Everyone follows a higher law. The choice post row America, we have to ask, what higher law will America choose? My question... I hope we choose God's natural moral law. Exactly. That's why I say choose what side you want to be on. Team Jesus or the devil? That's it. We'll be back with more when you come back. Welcome back to the Terry and Jesse Show. To join the conversation, call 888-526-2151. Now, here's Terry and Jesse. Welcome to our update with Church Militant on Church News, Politics, and the Culture Wars. We've got Hunter Bradford. Welcome, Hunter. What's going on, my friend? Terry and Jesse, good to to be on. It's always good to be talking to strong, faithful Catholic men. You know what? You You guys are doing such a marvelous job in the evenings. Thank you. I'm doing my best to get the word out through my... Through my contacts and my communications, I'm telling people, if you've been watching other news outlets for years, which you probably have, it's time to shut them down. And if you want to get the news, nationally, globally, Catholic, from an authentic Catholic framework, this all you got to do is cut your teeth one hour in the evening to church militant news. That's all you need. You don't. That's all you got to do. Churchmilton.com, 7 to 8 p.m. Eastern Time. Uh, there's, there's nothing like it. Well, I'll, I'll, be, I'll be, hey, let me, I'll tell you, there is nothing like it. You guys, it's a breath of fresh air. Then you guys finish the news, and then you guys do the Memorari in Latin. I mean, where are you going to catch that? You know, Newsmax, <laughs> CNN, Fox. So. Where are you going to catch everything? But, but you guys put off the news from a faith perspective. Exactly. It's just, it's, and, just, it's just such a fresh breath of fresh air. Mm-hmm. I mean, you're not going to hear at Fox that Pope Francis, in unprecedented fashion, uh, has appointed three women to the dicastery for bishops. That means that three women are going to have a role in picking who the church's next bishops, archbishops, and cardinals are. Of course, 
it is ultimately the Pope's decision in the end. But we do. Every country has the nuncio for a reason. So the nuncio uh, pushes uh, documentation and recommendation to the Vatican, the dicastery for bishops, which now have three women on it, two religious sisters and one consecrated virgin. Uh, look over that paperwork, and but ultimately, it is the Pope's decision. And I'm just wondering, they're probably not. I'm just guessing they're probably not young full-habited Carmelites who have lived behind a cloister for years and years. They're probably habitless nuns who are old and angry and who have a marine haircut (laughs) and who have an axe to grind with the Catholic Church because the church hasn't updated themselves fast enough. I got no problem with women in the church. Obviously, you need male Mm -hmm. and female, but... Le- leftist women in the church are are a problem as well. Uh, right. Not only in society. You want to see how bad a leftist woman is? Just look at Nancy Pelosi. Well, we have nuns like that. That, that nun on the bus. She's the Nancy Pelosi of the Catholic Church. So uh, these appointments aren't good, uh, Hunter. We've got to continue uh, praying our beads and, and bending our knees. Uh, for for Pope Francis. Hunter, let me jump in and say something. Yeah. Maybe it's not on your report, but I, it doesn't make any sense that, sh- you know, a non-shepherd picking shepherds. In other mm-hmm. words, what? Good point, Terry. Yeah, what just makes sense? You have a shepherd, he's a bishop. He, he He's there, he, you yeah. know. Why isn't he picking, you know, why isn't he making those suggestions to the Pope? Why have a lay person, a nun? I mean, it just doesn't make any sense. Makes shepherds no sense. picking shepherds. Am I on the public? <clears throat> yep. I think one word that sticks is a thorn in the side of many religious left is the word hierarchy. Yeah, the fact that there's a divinely established order oh, yeah. to the church and uh, and women aren't on the hierarchy. Now, that doesn't mean that women don't have dignity and that doesn't mean that uh, there isn't a role for women in the church. Of course not. Of course we not. hold Mary to the highest degree possible. Exactly. I mean, Mary is the holiest creature of all time mm. because creature, by definition, is anything not God. She, That's her intercession is more powerful than even St. Joseph, the terror of demons. Yep, you nailed it. Yeah. You nailed yeah. it. So you'll cover that tonight. What else are you covering? Well, let me ask you, Hunter, oh, uh, you know, one of the things that I'm glad that uh, your conference is coming up where Terry's going to be at, I'm glad that you guys are doing it out there because... You you obviously know that where you guys are from, that's where Call to Action oh, was yeah, born. Oh, yeah, in 70, 76. Cardinal, and, yes, Cardinal Dearden, that's right. Yeah, so it's not a coincidence that you guys are battling and set up shop with Church Militant right there where the disaster started unraveling around the Catholic Church in the U.S. So yeah. kudos to you guys. Providential, I say. Mm-hmm. And just north of Detroit, Canada, they are attempting to expand... Uh, access to so-called uh, euthanasia, uh, M-A-I-D, uh, to include the mentally sick. Wow. So we're, we're seeing the culture of death eat more victims. But really, euthanasia, there's a connection between euthanasia and contraception and abortion. Of course the two, is. contraception and abortion, speak the language of, you know, some life, some lives just aren't worth it. Some lives are worth less. Some lives just either aren't worth having in the first place right. or are worth killing uh, once, they, once they are procreated. So uh, the culture of death continues to march on, and uh, it's, it's gobbling up more victims. You know, uh, Trudeau, who was raised Catholic, he's, yep. 
he's one of the most evil men uh, right now that's running the world. And right. it's funny, this is what happens when you reject the gospel of Jesus Christ and you turn your back on the church's teachings, you become like a pharaoh. Your heart becomes hardened. Trudeau, Biden, mm -hmm. Pelosi, Fauci. These are examples of what you don't want to do. When you turn your back on the church's teachings and the authority of the church, boy, oh boy, you, you, you start worshiping yourself and your power and you, and you lust for power. And Trudeau is a perfect example of what Jesus Christ calls uh, lukewarm Catholicism. Yes. I wish that you were hot or cold because you are lukewarm. I will spit you out of my mouth. Why do I say he's lukewarm? Because he claims to be Catholic. Yeah. Right. So he, yeah. He, yeah. Biden claims to be Catholic and Pelosi, but they fall under the title lukewarm Catholics, which is very dangerous when you die in that state. In fact, speaking of Trudeau, Justin Trudeau's father was, I believe, the, the man to coin the phrase, I'm personally opposed, but it was popularized here in America by Bernadine. But I believe uh, Trudeau's father, also a fake Catholic, lukewarm Catholic, who will be spit out by by God at his judgment, if he doesn't repent, he actually coined the term personally opposed to abortion, but, you know, uh, it's okay to, to vote for, it's okay to pass. Yeah. Let me just mention one thing before you go on to your third topic. This, the, the, the unanimous consensus of, this, of the early church fathers, like St. Jerome and St. Augustine, they all say there's a maxim, an adage, where they say the, the way a man lives is generally the way a man dies. That, all the fathers say that. And that's In other words, from... Go ahead, Jesse. Yeah. In other words, it, it, if you've already had this orientation towards mortal sin and evil and vice, it's a very hard for you to, at 69, say, oh, Jesus, take my life. Yeah. I repent. It's just not going to happen. The way a exactly. man lives is the way a man dies. Terry, well, uh, I want to use the scripture. They got yeah. that from the Bible. The way the tree bends is the way it falls. It's in, is that in Proverbs? Yeah. I, Proverbs. Yeah, it, yep. Yeah. Proverbs. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So let's go with the third story. We got two and a half minutes. Go ahead, brother. So uh, according to a report by two French senators, yes. uh, there's go there could be a decline of, of between 2,500 and 5,000 churches in France by 2030. And I see this as, again, we talk about the culture of death, and the oh, culture yeah. of death is very much intertwined with uh, modernism. And uh, when you mix modernism with Islam, which is... <laughs> It's been overtaken the, the country whammy. of France. Yep. Uh, that's not a good mix. No, it's a double whammy. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, and and it's it's so sad because there's so many holy French Catholic saints. Oh yeah, and so many beautiful French uh, shrines and the bride churches, of a church and, and relics, uh, Eucharist mm -hmm. miracles. Yeah, it, I mean, I was yeah, I think no, I was French just called, thinking yeah. of them. You have Saint Bernard of Clairvaux, you have Saint John Vianney, right. you have Saint Therese of Lisieux, right. Isaac Jogues, Margaret Mary Valacoque. All of these French saints, which you think over the history of the church, you're like, man, I think our Lord's going to be pleased with the country of France and what's come out of there over history. But in the recent history, yeah. not so much. Yeah. You know what I want to say, Brad, Brad <clears throat> on this is that it looks really dim for the church. I mean, they just had this big fire at Our Lady of Lourdes shrine mm -hmm. this past week. Lots of problems going on in France. But I want to say that your influence, the church influence, the lay influence— I still think, and this is my take, that through effective evangelization that the church can come out of this and through orthodox teachings—
be relived because it's a, it's the history of the church. It falls with liberalism, with false teaching, with, with modernism, all these things that go on, and then it comes back strong because of a few people. Could be lay yes. people, could be saints. Yeah. Sheen said it's the lady that's going to save the church. I happen to believe he's right. Yeah. Holy Mother Church will follow her bride, Christ. We will we will undergo a passion. We will be crucified. Amen. But we will have a resurrection. Amen, in the brother. Amen. Amen. But the only thing I want to say about that is, I, I think that resurrection is going to be for a remnant. I don't think. Oh, I agree. The church is going to be a remnant. Yeah. yeah. When you look at, at Jesus talking about salvation, Jesus Christ says that few are saved. Many follow that wide that wide yep. road that leads to perdition. So the whole notion about yeah. A lot of people are going to be in heaven. Most people will be saved. That's not what Jesus said, our not Lord. What the Bible right. says. Quite the op- quite the opposite. It's also not That's... what the uh, the fathers and doctors of the church have said. I think both Augustine and Aquinas were massa damnata people, meaning most most of humanity will be damned. You're spot on. Yeah, you're, <laughs> you're right. absolutely right. So let's just hope and pray that everybody listening to our voices and our, ourselves, let's pray that we persevere, that we live and die in a state of grace, so that we can all continue this party in heaven one day. That's the point of life. Uh, you, can, you can win and lose at life. Winning is going to heaven and losing is going to hell. Yep. Right. Remember what Bishop Sheen said. If souls are saved, everything is saved. If souls aren't saved, nothing is saved. Beautiful yep. stuff from Fulton Sheen. Yep. Yep. Full Sheen ahead, Bradford. Thanks again for joining us here on Virgin Most Powerful Radio. Thank you. Keep up the good work. Yep. God love you, brother. Will do. You God got bless. It. Yep. Take care. Yeah, so that's going to be tonight from 7 to 8 Eastern Time to check the news and start, like Jesse said, just make it a practice that you just like, you know, you're going to do it. It's like clockwork, and that's the way it works. And here's what I do. You know, most people got a smart TV. Yeah. I put Church Militant on my laptop, connected to my smart TV, mm-hmm. and there it is, the speakers in, you know, around the living room, yeah. and I can hear it around the house as I'm doing whatever <laughs> I'm doing. But it's, again, it's just good to hear news yeah. from a thoroughly Catholic perspective and because and, and, when you listen to other news, you always have to filter, filter, yeah. filter, because you're a Catholic. When you listen to Church Militant, you don't have to filter. Right. Yes, I just want to remind everybody what Our Lady said at Fatima, that souls are going to hell because no one is there to pray and make sacrifices. I repeat that every day. Why? Because, hey, how many people are suffering right now? And you're forgetting about redemptive suffering? Offer it up for the salvation of souls. The, the benefits are out of this world. Just wrap it up, brother. Yep, remember, pray rosary every day. Go to Mass as often as possible. If you can get to daily Mass better, read your Bible every day. Remember, Fridays is a day of penance, penance, penance. And if you're not, if you're in mortal sin right now, get to confession as soon as possible. Don't waste any time. The goal in life is to be holy or die trying. The goal in life is to live and die in the state of grace and get to heaven and be with God. Terry. Thanks so much for allowing us to come into your living room, into your car, into your home. May God richly bless you, and we will continue to pray for perseverance in this troubled age.